everybody and welcome back to the off meta report i'm your host formula 408 and with me tonight is jeff jeff how's it going man it's going well how are you i'm i I don't know i don't know anymore man i I know um our listeners don't hear this but this is the fourth take for this intro (laughs) We've we've made it a grand total of three minutes into an episode four four times with something happening, so we're um, we're having a night of it. But we're we're here, uh, glad to be here, glad to be here recording, glad to be here with uh, our guest tonight, uh, Gibbles and Bits from the Legends Cast Discord League uh, or Legends Cast podcast. Um, how are you doing tonight, Gibby? I'm good. I'm good. This is the fourth take, but it's the best take. I'll give you that. And and to be fair give you credit one of those takes wasn't your fault discord has decided to have a mind of its own yeah very true but i am here i am happy i am happy to be uh joining you guys tonight um i feel like we have to redo part of the banter because it was too good from our third take about me being the final stone of the infinity gauntlet that is the uh the legends cast hosts i am the final the final piece of the, the last uh, one i am the final piece of the, the, the oh soul goodness. stone i am the soul stone i was my mind instantly floated because of the three pieces to the uh the hyrule symbol uh from from oh uh, yeah legends of zelda as well oh. of the the triforce on the last yeah. piece of the triforce that's a good one i like that too more gaming metaphors never enough. i got it <laughs> yep you're a pokemon and we're gonna catch you Oh yes, I've been I've been speaking of that. I've been playing plenty of Pokemon Unite, so I'm totally on that train. There you go. How, how is Pokemon Unite? You enjoying it? So, so I don't have a Switch. I waited. I had to painfully wait until it came out on mobile, which it came out maybe a week or two ago on mobile, yeah, and I it is so. fantastic. It's smooth. Um, in terms of it being in terms of MOBAs, it is um, pretty easy to get into the game. Similar to Legends of Runeterra, it's pretty generous in giving you currency to be able to acquire the different characters and Pokemon. I haven't had to, I did spend $5 just to get a little bit ahead and get access quicker to some characters, yeah. but to some Pokemon, but you don't have to spend any money. It's really generous and it's, it's awesome. Oh, and they actually just released a new Pokemon today. So, Oh, well maybe when um, I'm not trying to climb ladder, I'll, I'll check it out. I know. Uh, I need more I know teammates. My... Please do. <laughs> I can do that. Oh, um, anything else been going on this week? Y'all uh, been trying to climb any? Uh, play playing playing much uh, Runeterra there? What about you, uh, Gibby? You want to tell us what what kind of spiciness you've had brewed up? Sure. So I've got two decks I've been uh, majoring my has has dominated my ladder experience so far over the past couple of weeks. Uh, both homebrews of mine, even though they share the same factions, they are in two completely different directions. Uh, they're both Bandle City and Frailyord decks, but they there's not much overlap honestly between the two of them, which is cool. That that tells me that there is some variety and some variability in the game right now, and that's some that's a good sign of health to me uh, in the game. Um, granted this is only two decks, but these aren't even meta decks I would, I wouldn't consider. So one of them is, uh, kind of got the shell of a Teemo Sejuani deck that's been around for a while, but I feel that it's improved. I've added a lot of the, the Yordles to it to really smooth out the curve and smooth out the board presence. Things like lecturing Yordle with creating the poison darts that can go face 
also create the consistency that you really need for Sejuani to get her leveled up. Um, I've got some of the impact Yordles in there as well. We were just talking all before this about Stone Stackers, which is being a fantastic card. Got that in there. How could you not? Uh, some Poro Sled uh, as well. Some Mini Morph to deal with some big units and a, and a copy of Field of Rush. So I'm loving that. I'm loving that deck. Um, it's been really competitive. And then the other Bandle City and Frail Yord deck that I've got running is maybe the one I've had a little bit more success with over the past week. It is a uh, Poppy and Braum Regen deck. So it runs a good amount of the regen cards. Um, a card that I think is very strong if you plan on running regenerate regenerate units. Um, that nobody <laughs> really regenerate. <laughs> yeah. Regenerate, yeah. Uh, the units are, yeah, degenerate, regenerates. Um, <laughs> a card that no one thinks about is Troll Gifts. It being a permanent plus two, plus two buff uh, for two mana on burst. Uh, on if it's already got regen, it gives a plus two plus two buff. But if it doesn't have regen, it will grant regen, which is awesome, especially for Poppy. Uh, so it's that's yeah. got a real. I'm loving that deck. I've got Conchologist in there. I think Freljord might be the best regen to pull a three year cost lower spell from between Bandle City and Freljord. The pool of three cost or lower spells is insane. Being able to pull a stress defense or a um, a troll chant or a freeze of any sort is immensely useful, especially if they don't see it coming. Um, but that deck also has got a pretty nice curve, but a lot of the units that it runs are still with under the threshold to get buffed by Poppy. Poppy, Poppy buffing Braum permanently is also fantastic. Yeah. So gives him a lot of variety and variability. And when he spawns that 3-3 Poro, that's also a target for Poppy to buff. So um, this deck is just outlasts people. It's it's awesome. I love this deck. I encourage anyone to try it. And it's really good against a lot of the meta decks that are thrown out there right now with the go-wide decks because it handles the go-wides and then reestablishes its health on board because of the, re, uh, the regen and stays strong. So I'm loving that. Interesting. Did you say that runs Scargrounds? It does not. Oh, wow. This, okay. I, I could see that in there, but no, it does not run Scar Grounds. Um, the only real spells that I've got running in there, I've got two Troll Chants, three Troll Gifts, and I'm actually running. Uh, I've got a Battle Furies, uh, three Battle Furies and two Field of Rushes at the top, but mm. a, a surprise card in here that I also don't think people are, are thinking of is I'm running three copies of Spoils of War. Yeah. The, the plus one plus two but if you've plundered this turn if, if you've done any any damage to the nexus it gives a permanent plus two plus four which is also because it's not hard to to get damage through with some of the overwhelm units that are in the deck uh, or some of the overwhelm granting that's in there since i'm running auger but um that is a card that it's it's an it's another combat trick that will save units especially nice. poppy when they try to kill her because they inevitably will <laughs> yeah. i like so, it that's been my spice. Nice. I have a question about your puff cap deck. Um, sure. Does that uh, it feels pretty good without a uh, puff cap peddler? Uh, it does. It doesn't really feel like it needs it because the 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 primary win condition, it's got the ability almost like a bandle tree deck to kind of burn down uh, an opponent who doesn't respect the board. But mm -hmm. it's also got um, it's got enough 
puff caps being generated with Timo if they can't deal with it. Um, I run three purpleberry shakes in it to either trade into units or if they've got early game spells like group shot or or um, pokey stick. I almost said wacky stick, which is not a card. Uh, <laughs> to be able to to save Timo, it's or even just the the ping with stone stackers. Like there's a lot of kind of push through damage in this deck. And anytime lecturing your order, like I said, puts a puts a poison dart in the deck, which is creating puff caps in its own right. It doesn't feel like it needs it because essentially you're trying to get a feel the rush out at the end of the game for a 10, 10 Timo and a 10, 10 Sichuani or just go wide enough because it's running Bandle city mayor still too, uh, to just overwhelm with yordles and just push damage. Nice. Have you, awesome. two, have you two seen um, Mr. Emotional's deck, the Aloof Mule deck? I can't say the that I have. Aloof Traveler? You want to talk uh, about ooh. something that's hilarious mm. and just <laughs> a lot of fun to play? So I just pulled it up. You're playing three Aloof Travelers, three Chronicles of Ruin, because if you play it on the Aloof Traveler, it'll you know respawn it. You're playing time tricks to find them. You're playing interrogative improvement to copy it. You're also playing counterfeit copies. You're playing fading memories and you're playing splinter soul. All of those oh give you more copies of a loof traveler that you can play and summon. Then you play two hex core foundries, a harrowing. So after all these aloof travelers die, you play harrowing. It respawns six of them. They draw six more cards. <laughs> And you're playing um, copies of Go Hard just to keep your deck um, from decking out. It is, that is insane. insane. You know, I think I saw Fresh Lobster do a video on that. Uh, I think it was yesterday uh, or recently anyway. Um, probably based off of Mo, Mo's deck. So that's... <laughs> it, it did. It was, it was a wild, wild looking deck for sure. It feels like that sounds like the cheery and sump work deck that was running around for a while of just like the the trying to copy the the, the <laughs> sump work posse uh, or to try to create the sump work posse as early as possible because that's uh, strong if you can create them. But you know what this sounds more like? This sounds more like an absolute unbearable version of zombie ash or anivia. This just feels like that, but just worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels I can't imagine. It feels like a deck where the win condition I mean, obviously the win condition for that deck is to just mill your opponent. But the real win condition for that deck is forfeit. to just get them to concede. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's yep. breaking spirit. I played <laughs> I played against it one time and I was like, "What the hell is this thing? It is crazy." And um Oh man, it it yeah. You have four, five, six aloof travelers played on you in one in one match. It it makes you want to just stop playing the game. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, the only thing you can do is scream. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Um, I don't know if you guys uh follow Majin Bay or know know who Majin Bay is. Yeah, I like Majin Bay. He yep. he was top sixteen at least. I don't know if he made top eight, but I think he was top sixteen. Mm-hmm. For um for the world stuff, Worlds, anyway yeah. he, yep. 
he um he did a video on it a day or two ago and that's that's where um i finally found the list and i was like oh man i've got to to talk about this thing and play it some speaking of Maja yeah. may that was the most heartbreaking and soul-wrenching like <laughs> event watching his group match where he yeah. he with the the riposte misplay where he yes. thought he got it off and he missed it and it ended up yep. being lethal for his opponent to two owe him in the match and send him and into basically zero and one status in his group stage. I, I felt so bad because you know he had it in his head to play it. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he said that the the timer roped him out. Uh, I think is what he said on Twitter. Um, but I mean, obviously from the the replay, we don't see that because I or I didn't see that at least from the perspective that I was seeing. Yeah. But the the desync between the two two different client you know two clients um definitely that happens it's happened to me where you think you have it a couple extra seconds and you don't it's over that rope is like uh, done before you thought it would would happen so yeah i i felt that one that one was was rough for sure um and he was just thinking over all, every possibility that's why he didn't just snap uh play that card with the time he had to just consider everything make sure everything lined up make sure he wasn't dying and then and then play and 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 it just so happened that didn't have enough time to play it yeah so yeah that was I just a wild match to get to that point my my expectations for worlds going into the top 16 before the actual world's finals started were okay like i figured I figured it'd be all right to watch that the meta was okay right now and that there'd be some pretty good games. It was amazing. Every match, every single match was just so close. I mean, I think there might've been maybe one, one just outright stomp the whole time. I mean, it was crazy how close everything was. Did, um, did you guys both get to watch a good bit of it or? Yeah, I, I was able to watch a, uh, a decent amount of it. Uh, it was really, really fun to watch. Um, just really, really great players. Uh, and and that final was really surprising as well. I, I actually didn't think Yamoto was going to make it that far because I felt like he was just, his lineup was so different than everything else. And it didn't feel like it was countering very well to me up to the point where, oh, wow, he made a, all the way to the finals like okay so he does have strategy and it seems to be working but um i I felt like he he was a just maybe different from my play style didn't feel like he was playing very well but um but that was kind of interesting to watch that um also not familiar with him but uh sishu was was uh really fun to watch i i like him a lot the other polish player um was is that how you pronounce it I think it's Shishu. Uh, okay. At least I think that's how that they were pronouncing it. At least either uh, Monster is saying it. I think it was. Shihu? Yeah. I think. That's it better than how I did it. I, <laughs> I sounded out every every consonant in his name, and I, I butchered it so bad. I, <laughs> I had no idea. I know. Um, um, yeah, he was playing the Heimer Zoe deck, right? Correct. 
yeah, yeah. That I brought was, that up that on an episode really of, of Legends cast uh, about the that Heimer deck. That was, I think, the biggest surprise prize deck to me. I could have never foreseen. You could have given me a hundred guesses. I could have. I would not have given you a Heimer deck anywhere in Worlds. We well, he also Heimer played the what? Three metas. Yeah, he also played Field the Rush, and we hadn't seen any control decks very much before that. So he he had a completely different lineup than than everyone else. So here's a question for you, um, since you guys got to watch Worlds. I'm sure you heard this commentary a bit as well. So what do you think? Do you think that it's truly, if it is a coincidence, or is it truly a server region-based thing? They They brought up several times, the commentators did during Worlds, about how the majority of the, let's say, we'll take the GP Gangplank Sejuani build, or even just maybe TF Gangplank, they were roughly the same win condition at the end, and a lot of the same cards were used. There was just some slight differences. Yeah. But um, they were talking about how it was very server-dependent on who of the players playing that kind of deck was splashing Fuel of the Rush. They said it was very, like, like I think they were said it was like a very Europe thing, a very, a very Europe mm-hmm. server thing to do. Uh, and and I, I kind of scratched my head at that. And I said, I don't necessarily, I, that that to me just sounds like coincidence. Do you really think that there are <laughs> that strong of influences in based by server on the, by the top players for tech cards? Or is that just coincidence? I, I <laughs> go ahead for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I I think yes. But I think it's more along the lines of, you have a lot of these people that are on like teams together that play together and play test together. So, you know, Europeans are going to do that together more than Europeans and Americans mixed. So I think, you know, if they come and they say, Oh, well, we think this is the best and there, there will be four or five, you know, that high ranking players that are saying, okay, well, we're going to play this field of rush for, you know, may, maybe they're just playing it because there's so much aloof traveler and it's something that's going to get discarded every time instead of a card that they really want, you know, and if you get to play it at the end, hey, it's great. But, you know, for for whatever reason they decide, you know, on whatever card it is, once that group decides and they start playing it in Europe, then, yeah, you're going to see it. I think you'd see it more in Europe than like that since, you know, they're they're doing it together. What about you, Jeff? So uh, I, I've watched... Uh... I usually watch different uh, streamers uh, whenever I can from different different areas. I, I don't often. It's usually just uh, Fresh Lobster. I've watched Alan ZQ. I've watched, um, and then of course the the you know, the US streamers uh, I'm familiar with as well. Swim, BBG, Silverfuse, um, and you know there's a, a bunch of others. Um, something that is widely accepted is that the na the you'll hear na server is you know aggro smash face so fast it's you don't even um you just don't expect it to be a control meta it's it's more likely an aggro meta and just a broken refined list meta and i think part of that um here's my hot take of the night uh, I think that is partly from the streamers and the the people that watch those streams. They watch, you know, r- people that refine the lists like Swim, and then they take Swim's list 
and then they don't even tinker around with it or do any other deck crafting with it. And they just slam that list on ladder as much as they can and they hit masters. And so whenever you hear, um, so it's, it's funny when you watch, uh, like an NA streamer, uh, stream on a Smurf account in like an E in the EU server there it's, they're expecting, they're hitting so much more control. They're hitting so much more, you know, cards that they wouldn't expect to be seen on na masters ladder um and so i think that that's a pretty uh pretty clear um truth is that the eu ladder is a lot more uh a lot slower a lot more control a lot more um you know some i would say a lot of those one ofs that are a well just in case i don't finish the game by turn eight is which is when i want it to be i threw in a field of rush and then i can just end it end it on turn 10 or turn nine and slam it down if it's not going my way um so i think that is the take that i i see and and you know worlds i don't know if i like this so much but the 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 casters on worlds and and even asking prompting the players they definitely definitely want to build that rivalry that lol has um as far as when you're at worlds it's this region against this other region and it's not a matter of um you know this pl player versus this player it is region versus region versus region and it's the best region gets the bragging rights. And I guess that's kind of like a like maybe like soccer kind of a thing, too. Um, but uh, like like a football, soccer um, rivalry sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they really hit it, hit it there. I know a lot of the players are saying, I did not want to say who was the best region. I think there's players on all sides. I would be happy if my region won, but I don't think that they really wanted to be saying the way as strongly as they will. You see, like a lot of players are dancing around, like, who do I think is the best region? Well, I think this player from this region is really, really good. And they wouldn't necessarily peg themselves as this region is better than this region or this yeah. region <laughs> sucks completely. It's even though they wanted, it seems like Riot or whoever was uh, hosting that um, really, really I, wanted that to happen. I may be in a minority on this. And if I am, that's fine. But I like it when people come out and say, we're better and just talk trash about somebody <laughs> else. Not after they do it. I don't want you to come on after you beat someone and talk trash. I want you to go before you play them and talk trash and then after, come back and say, yeah, I talked trash. Here's some more. Because if you do it after, it, it doesn't matter. But when you go before... Do you, do you watch and, boxing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. I, That's exactly yeah. why. I mean, and even even like Makes for sense. people that like watch League of Legends, like Double Lift, you know, one of the best AD carries in League of Legends, he would talk so much trash to everyone. But he wouldn't do it after the game. He would do it before the game. He would send you tweets. He would get, you know, <laughs> let you know exactly what he thought of you. Just tell you all this stuff. And then he'd still go beat you and then talk more. And it's like, man, that's what I like to see. I like to see just <laughs> these people that are just cocky and arrogant and just go out, tell you, and then just beat you down anyway. Like that's, that's what I think is fun. I mean, mm -hmm. people being good at the game is fun too. And enjoyable matches. 
but that competitiveness, that rivalry, like, you know, that gets me going. It just is a matter of what gets people hype, I guess, yeah, because yeah. you and I could not be on farther ends of the spectrum. <laughs> on that. I, I am a, I am very much a, a pleasantries, a, a sportsmanship of the game kind of player. And I, you, you will not catch me talking trash to somebody before a match or even probably after the match, <laughs> uh, unless they did something dirty or they deserved it. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, and I'm not a boxing fan, so maybe it's just the influence of, of the kind of, uh, entertainment or sports and stuff that I take in. But, uh, yeah, I am, I definitely agree that I saw in worlds that they were trying to nudge the, the players very subtly, but very clearly. Sometimes not so subtly. And not not so subtly. Mm -hmm. They, they were just. They they wanted them just to even almost like they even wanted them just to slip up a little bit, even if they didn't want to become public enemy number one by saying the wrong thing. They wanted them to have a VMAs moment of two <laughs> celebrities yelling at each other across the stage and it set up a giant rivalry that everyone that maybe they're trying to turn LOR into a pay-per-view. I don't know, but that's that's kind of the vibe that I got. And I. I respect the players for holding their own and um, keeping their cool. And, and it's their choice to kind of not go yeah, that I mean, route. And I hope LOR respects it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want them to, to force that on anybody, but if there's a player that like comes out and, you know, starts talking trash, like, Oh yeah, this server's garbage and whatever. Like I'm all for that. I'm all for, I'm not, I don't, <laughs> your mom's well, from Targon. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't want like personal attacks. Like don't, don't, you know, jump on anybody's mom or anything like that but if you want to tell them they play like trash or their decks are garbage or their region is garbage or whatever like yeah cool go for it bro that's great that's so great. uh that's- yeah that's i think that that's just so funny and it, and it, that's the thing is i think not that league of legends and i can see this with call, like call of duty or other other e-games um you know other esports um where you would be like yeah, bro, you're going down. I'm going to shoot, you know, shoot you in the head better than you shoot me in the head kind of a thing. Um, where as like with this is like you can compare that to, you know, talking trash at like MMA or whatever. Whereas talking trash at a card game, uh, digital card game is like chess player thing. Hey, I I'm going to I'm going to wipe the the board see these rooks right here see these bishops you're not gonna see him come <laughs> right i'm gonna take all your star chips yugi like that's that's the that's the you, vibe you guys yeah. must not have watched a bunch of uh hikaru if you if you don't think there's trash talking chess <laughs> no, it's true i, I do not <laughs> it's it's he, true I he's uh he got popular during the covid playing chess he's he's a younger guy that plays he's like top one two three something in the world he's really really good and uh he has a rival that he always just talks trash about it's great so here's what i think the final (laughs) it's going to come down to next year um eu is going to be better than na and and uh the the asia region region eu will be able to talk trash none of the other regions will be able to match them and it'll be that kind of rivalry we'll just be the underdog forever because EU's probably actually does have better players. That's what I think might what? actually happen. Um, 
side question. Have you guys watched any EU Masters that's going on right now in the past week? I mean, I I don't... um, Can't say that I have. The only thing... I mean, it's it's good matches. It's fun. But the interesting thing to me about it is the format. Are you guys familiar with the format of it? And I want to get your opinion on what you think of it. So in EU Masters, instead of the three deck, you ban one. Each team brings seven decks and you ban two. So you have a five deck pool that you choose come from, and it's still best of three. You can't play with the same deck if you win with it. But it makes the deck choices that you bring and your bans a lot more streamlined or a lot more difficult than, oh, I think a lot of people are bringing Nami. I'm just going to bring three decks that can beat Nami. You know, so now you you have lots of different types of decks you're having to bring and then look at the other person's lineup. What am I going to ban over here? What what are my two worst matchups? But if I ban those two and then they ban this, how am I going to play? You know, it's it's uh, really interesting. So what um, I know you guys haven't actually seen that or whatever. What what do you think about a format like that or how it would um, would change things? seems pretty interesting um i don't know how much that would change uh quite a bit it does sound like uh these tournaments will give a better idea of what kind of formats are good and what 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 works better uh for a competition uh so i think i like that they're toying around with that i think that's really smart so that's all i have i think I think the validity or the the viability, maybe the better the better choice of words, of something like that is driven by the state of the game in the meta. So it, to so to me, if you tried that format, and maybe they have, I don't know how long they've been running this. Maybe they did, but if you to me did that format back when, um, the the Nasus deck. That was running around everywhere. That was a Hecarim Nasus, or it was a no. It was Nasus Thresh. Thresh, Thresh Nasus, Nasus, yes. When Thresh Nasus was running around everywhere, and then it was the the Frozen Thralls with Lissandra, and maybe one other dominant deck that was around. When there was two or three major decks that were around in the meta, then that to me makes that format not okay. Because those decks are still going to get played anyway. You'll still ban one or two of them, and one at least one of them will get played, or maybe one or two of them. But when you have such a wide breadth of viable decks that are out there, it allows competitive players who are testing decks, who are intentionally creating competitive lineups to not only showcase their deck-building talent, but it be it makes it makes them use more of what the game is about to me. I like, I could see that format being fun. And I mean, I, when you look at worlds, even though it wasn't anywhere near that format, it was just the best of three and you ban one deck and it was open deck list. What was the one deck of Allen's that got banned over and over again? It was his shell folk deck. It was his shell folk deck. And I don't think it was anything besides, look, I know nothing about this deck. And I don't know how to prepare for it. Right, I don't exactly. know what it's. I don't. I don't know what's in it. I don't know how to prepare for it. I don't know what cards to be looked for. And I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get obliterated by some deck 
some tech pick that he's put in there that I don't know about. Um, and I think that scares competitive players. They like having information. They're so analytical and they're so locked into what the meta is that they feel like they always need to have all of the answers. And when they don't have all of the answers because something new or creative has been brought into the competitive scene, um, I think that scares. It's, it's a scary feeling for a competitive top player in a tournament like that, like something like EU Masters. And I like that. I like that they're scared about that there's that there's creative decks out there. And they need to think outside the box and pull pull their knowledge of what all cards are in are in the in the client or in the game and what could they possibly pull out on me. Um you need to not think so narrow about okay, I know this deck runs two of this card and three of this card, but I've already seen one of this card. So what's the odds that can pull that? No, mm-hmm. open your mind, expand, do something creative, do something different. That's how I play LOR anyway. So I format like that lends itself to do things like that, but in a competitive way. So I like it. I think it's a great thing to do in this current meta because this is probably the widest meta we've seen in quite some time. Cool. Well, let's move on to uh, a more, you know, the more important league that we should be talking about. It's the Legends Discord League talk uh let's let's uh let's talk about that this is a evens and odds which means your deck has to consist of all even cards or all odd cards uh zero being an uh even card um you guys are both playing it uh what because guys because oh even even is an even number right yes yes the cost of the card is even correct correct yeah yeah i was just clarifying you you said that like like well, and, and we're going to go ahead and include zero with the evens. <laughs> Some people are have literally asked that question, and I'm wondering. It's always a, an even number to me, but just because I've been asked that question more than I ever thought I would have had that question asked, I had to clarify. I had. Yeah, to clarify. I get it. I oh, get like it. I had. To, but yes, I. I yeah, <laughs> it's it's even. Um. So that said, what uh, yeah. do you guys want to share your spice or you want to keep it? Yeah, secret? I, well, I, I don't care. I'm I've got um I've got a couple of good stories from playtesting. Um, was it last night? Yeah, last night I was playing Let's with um with uh, Gray Fox over in the Discord channel, and we had some really really good matchups. I think we played like six games. And um, all of them were real, real close. Um, he did. He was playing uh, one of his aggro decks, and he did draw Legion Saboteur first on on round one, six games in a row. Six My games in a row. I, yeah, by game six, I just laughed. I was <laughs> like, I mean, that's why I was like, you're just a better player. You're you're just better. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the that's the true sign of skill in LOR, right? How how often you can draw yeah. your 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 one cost drops. Yep. If if you're much. if you're drawing better cards, you're the better player. That's that's how it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that was that was crazy. But there were two games that were that were really really close, and um, one of them I was playing uh, Jarvan Tarek, and I ended up having to. Play the um, the Tarek, play the Aegis, pull Jarvan, attack, 
get the second attack and then open attack on my next turn to get the win and I still barely pulled it out. And then the last game we played and it it may be the last game that we played for a reason. I don't know if you'll ever play with me again after after this match. <laughs> yeah. He had uh we both had seven HP left on our Nexus. He was playing Action Sivir, and I was playing um, some aloof Traveler Darkness, Mon, you know, Monstrosity thing with Chronicle and uh, Extalia and uh, some a couple things like that on um, on Evens, of course. So I um, it was I, I was gonna lose. I mean, I was about to lose. I had a Darkness that did six damage, but I had no way to do anything with it. And his, um, and he had seven damage, you know, on his Nexus, but, um, but I couldn't go to face. I didn't have Vygar. So he played, uh, his warlord's horde goes off. He picks the card that lets you draw two and lowers the cost of all your cards by one. Earlier in the game, I played one poison dart from, um, no. The, uh, the, <laughs> what's his name? Um, uh, Yordle. Lecturing Yordle. Lecturing Yordle. Yordle. I had played one poison dart. He draws one of the three mushrooms and knocks his nexus down to six HP. Oh, oh my, my turn comes. I chronicle of ruin on my Extalia. <laughs> and then when it comes, you know, and so it resummons her, which means that now I can play my darkness against one of his champs. And it'll go to face and win the game. Oh, and if crazy. it hadn't been for that, Whoa. he had Aegis in hand that he was trying to play, but or that he was going to play. Actually, he did play it. He played Aegis, and then I was able to play the Darkness and win. It was insane. He said he was going to go to bed having uh, nightmares about mushrooms. I was like, <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I think we've yeah. all went to bed having nightmares about mushrooms in this game. We've yeah. been chemoed more than we can count, I would be willing to bet. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I I don't know if I've ever laughed so hard. Like when that mushroom hit, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? Can't plan for that stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Was it odds or was it even? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are the evens? Well, what are my, the evens? my first question was when... Um, when they came out like, oh, we're playing odds or, you know, the, the league is odds and evens. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, all my decks only have odds and evens in them. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I have. <laughs> oh, what do you I mean? have to choose. What do you mean I have to choose? <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've got, um, I've got that deck, which will not be played. It was something that's been fun to mess with, but it is not anywhere near being good enough, but I've also built two Jarvan decks. So I had to figure out which one I like ones with, um, Ionia and ones with Tarek and then um, a Heimer deck on odds has been really really strong um, Bandle City Mayor on four, on turn 3 and then being able to play Heimer on turn 4 and then you have um, you know you I have Senna in there to generate darkness because every darkness is 2 damage but it's also a 3 it's a fearsome turret you know, when Heimer's on the board. So you're generating darkness, you're generating turrets. Every spell you cast, that's another turret. You've, I've got an Otterpus in there. You know, you play that, you get a prank, that's a turret. It's a 
free prank plus turret. So it's all about just generating value. So it's uh, it's been a pretty strong deck for me. But I don't know what else. I, I might have to figure out something, but uh, it will not be the aloof Vigar darkness monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what about you, Gibby? You got anything? So my struggle so far with as I prepare for this exciting League of Season 5 is I'm having a hard time narrowing down my decks to just three. I've built to this point more than this, but I've narrowed it down to the to nine decks that are still sitting in my collection. And that's way too many to have rattling around in my brain trying to figure out which ones I trust the most to take into this this season. Um, I've got a, actually a pretty even split, not even or on. I've got a pretty even <laughs> split amongst odd decks and even decks um, in in my collection sitting there waiting, uh, all homebrews. I've I've got some. I'll share I'll share a couple of the deck ideas because my goal by the end of this conversation is to convince Jeff to play because I want him in mm. this league. So here's here is my first. I will what I will say before I go into any of these decks. The way that I approached building these even and odd decks is I picked a couple. One I either picked a champion combo that I was excited about, or I picked a follower or a spell of some sort that I got excited about, that I wanted to build the deck around, that I couldn't typically do in Constructed because it was not viable. So this was my opportunity to play something that I don't typically play that made me happy, that made me excited because I am more going to enjoy, even if I lose, I'm going to enjoy playing that deck, and that's what this is all about. It's all about fun. So <laughs> I built, so for example, I, I built a, a deck that is based off of the um oh goodness what's the what's the the frail yord landmark that the six cost landmark howling abyss yes it's now that's now five mana uh that they that, yeah. now that they've reduced it or what did it go from seven to six mm, or did it go from six know. six to five I think, I think from seven to six so howling abyss I'm looking it up. Howling Abyss is now six mana, right? So I built a Howling Abyss deck. Um, so basically, it's a stall deck that just gets out Howling Abyss, and then it just wants to abuse that. Since everyone's turns are going to be pretty slow and not are you very with polished. No, I'm playing it with Sharima okay, for good. a little bit of of stall tools and a little bit of the uh, vulnerability to be able to kill some of their early game units. Yep. And then by the time that I can get the howling abyss down it is mayhem and it's free reign every time i'm pulling it there's nothing better it's by that point of pulling any champion most likely because by six seven by turn seven you most likely can play any champion in in the game uh on on curve whatever you want to and it's leveled up it's level two so it's going to be strong and it's and it's immediate card draw that i don't have to worry about so i've got that deck i built actually a pretty interesting uh discard scion targon's peak deck um, that uses the the Targon's Peak to give things um, zero cost. So play a bunch of Celestial units uh, that are things that will summon Celestial units into my hand. Always pick the biggest option. I'm running Draven, so that way I can play a uh, Spinning Axe and discard whatever the big Celestial unit is, and it super powers up Draven um, mm -hmm. to try to get him down. Or if I so choose and I can get Targon's Peak out, 
and it makes the big celestial unit cost zero, also so be it. I'm more than happy to play a 9-9 with elusive and overwhelm or whatever it might be <laughs> on the board. Like it's it's a, it was a pretty flexible deck. Um, it seems it's really fun. It it absolutely hums if you can find howling or if you can find Targon's Peak, but if you can't, the deck is kind of dead in the water. So it's it's <laughs> really a chance. Um, I've got some more reliable stuff though. One of my favorite homebrew decks that I still do run in ladder is a Shadow Isles and uh, Demacia deck that runs the uh, the three cost landmark from Demacia, the Grand Plaza, and utilizing a lot of the kill tools like the uh, the undead or some of the new dragons that will kill their own units and respawn some things. I'm using that shell along with Callista and Viego to be able to challenge a bunch of units and build a very wide board. Um, so I've got that one running. Um, I've got a nice um, Draven, or even I've kind of floating between Draven or Ezreal, an Ezreal and Swain odd deck uh, that runs the Tribeam tri Improbulator. I've heard a lot of people talking about that yeah. for even an, even an odd decks. It seems pretty strong. Um, I think Nerf Lulu had talked about it on his... Um, his interview on legends cast on, on a different episode uh, that his advice was if you were playing an even deck, you need to sure up turn two. If you were playing an odd deck, you have to sure up turn three because they are the most important. Yep. And I agree with him on yep. that. So being able to play too much tempo, right? So running a bunch of three cost cards is not a problem when you've got tribeam and brobulator in your deck, especially yep. if you draw them later. So it's it's kind of a meta it's it's kind of a, a a build that lends itself. It's just what kind of surrounding cards do you want to run it with? I think we're going to see in this in this league we're going to see a lot of uh PNZ decks of some sort, but just in what in what fashion? Um I plan on having some other spicy picks with some of my favorite cards, but um pick your favorite cards, make a deck around it, have fun, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Just, okay. You're, you're not you're not playing. No. Is it is it because it is is it because you're garbage at this game and can't build your own decks and all you can do is net deck? No. So oh no, you're bringing it full you, circle. If you, don't, if you don't if you if you're not playing, I'm gonna assume all you can do is net deck. You're trash talking. He he's calling you the NA can, server. Can, can, oh, I start, no. can I start introducing you as net deck Jeth? Oh, yeah, four eight, and I'm here with my co my co host Net Deck Jeff. Oh God, yeah, I, and that's the thing. I've been net decking so much lately. Like it's just jumping from aggro Z and P. I call it Z and P instead of P and Z burn. It's Z and P, Ziggs and Poppy burn. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty oh, much. That's great. <laughs> I've just been having too much fun with that, and I also play labs. So I'm deck building kind of yes you are <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. barely i would i would never de net deck i i did not get oh, to go playing um, bandle city and i'm not about to get the plat paint playing uh feel the rush that's not happening at all man i hope you don't fall off that high <laughs> road of yours <laughs> oh Stay on no, the straight and narrow, Mr. Formula. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, but uh, you okay, really I'll sign up. I'll, I'll you you sign should. Up. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
You'll you'll get more of this entertaining trash talk. <laughs> okay. You know, I've, you know, I've, just the way this is squaring up, right? You two are going to random draw into each I, other in round I one. Really, and it's going to be I glorious. Really, I will be there for every minute of it. I really hope that my round one opponent is someone that I don't necessarily have to like know in the Discord. You know, have like a lot of communication with them, but I do hope it's someone that I'm at least familiar enough with to where I can I can talk a lot of trash and. <laughs> You know, and it not be like super weird that I'm just harassing some random person or whatever. <laughs> if you pull me in the Discord league, you're more than welcome to talk trash. I'm just gonna send you nothing but memes as responses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get the person that like just signed up to the to the Discord like a week ago or something or a couple of days ago and they're like, Oh yeah, I wanna sign up for this league and they're coming I'm like, Bring it, buddy, you're garbage, you're hot garbage. <laughs> You're like, hey, hey, hey. You're trash, dear. You're nothing but trash. <laughs> we are a welcoming community. Yeah. Except <laughs> net deckers. Two weeks later, we're like, why is our viewership on Legends Cast going down? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, Formula I'm, throw them all away. I'm um I'm actually hitting up all the popular YouTubers right now. Um and posting comments like, hey, so if you had to build a deck that only consists of evens or odds, how would you do it? And what would you do? <laughs> yes. I've, I've got a Twitch Prime sub for somebody. Who, who's got the best yeah. one? <laughs> if that isn't net decking, then I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, I didn't actually do that, but, you know, it'd be a good time. <laughs> but. Like maybe, maybe probably I get some good a, advice. Um, yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll even put it um, in my name in, in the Discord from 408 sponsored by Majin Bay sponsored by PPG. There <laughs> there's um, <laughs> there's advertisement for self or good evens rods deck. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm I'm looking looking forward to it a lot. I think it's gonna be um, a lot of fun. I've, I've really enjoyed building some new decks with the restrictions put on it, so you can't just net deck or whatever so it's it's been a lot of fun yeah I've, i'm excited for it we're going to continue to try to find creative and unique formats to be able to run our last one being the mono i think that's my favorite one to date so far um are of the four seasons that we've run the even and odds is shaping up to be quite competitive and i think people it's really been challenging i think this has been the most challenging season so far in terms of creating a lineup yeah, uh, mono is a, not necessarily easy, but it's it's a little bit more clear sometimes when you have a thought that you want to create a deck for. Um, right, right. Even in Oz, there's just you want everything to fit in like a puzzle, and it just doesn't, and you have to be okay with that. And it's it's I think it's it's screwing with me, and I'm sure it's screwing with some other people too. Just trying to find something that they feel comfortable and happy with. Everyone, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to go into this season just uncomfortable with the decks they've got and unsure how they're going to perform and that's okay it's it's going to be fun people are going to fall flat on their face so maybe some people will succeed and, and some of their creations will rise to the top but <laughs> i am excited to see what happens well i think that is going to bring us to our new segment and our last segment tonight and um i think jess just what uh what do you want to call this one man this is Something yeah, brand this new. is uh, this is um, our our new 
segment. This is going to go along with our that that idea that we had of um, talking about buffs or uh, or otherwise or or cards we think we're not necessarily needing of a nerf. So the the name of this segment is called "Pour a Purple Berry Shakeout for Our Fallen Comrade or for Our Homie." So. Um, f- the card I want to talk about tonight is uh, Tristana. Uh, and I don't know. So when this uh, when Bendel City launched, I, I didn't play for a little over a week or so after it launched. And that was just because of uh, personal personal reasons. I was out of town, didn't have a lot of time, so on and so forth. Um, but when I came back, the champion that I have not seen once on ladder or even like from a meme or anywhere. I haven't even seen anybody play this card once, maybe one time in X X uh, expedition. And it might've been, I played it. I don't even recall is Tristana. And I just feel like, you know, for kind of, kind of a, I don't know. I think she needs a buff. Uh, and so I, before she even got released, we had to pour a purple berry shake out for her. And hopefully we'll see if. Uh, if Riot will somehow buff her or make a change or hopefully maybe maybe the next expansion uh, will will give her more support. And make her super powerful. I I would love to see that actually because I have not seen her played once. What what are your guys' thoughts? Well, I think she just needs the the right support, and I think that might be just because she's still a newer champion. She came out in a new region, um, and with a new keyword. So I, I think I think that may be a lot of it. But if you look at the keyword, I mean, impact is really strong. I think it's one of the stronger keywords that's came out. Um, I mean, it's not elusive, but it's it's right up there. I mean, it's guaranteed damage to the Nexus, so especially for those decks that are playing burn and things like that. Like, it, it puts in some work. So I'm hoping that it's just um, an issue with her support around her and not necessarily with um, her design, because I, I, like, I like her as a, um, as a champion right now. She's just... Like you said, not very playable. Yeah, so here's my assessment around Tristana. What do I think she needs? One word, time. She's not, she, you don't need to do a thing to her. The one thing I will say that surprised me that I still just is mind-blowing to me that I don't understand, and I know that they're trying to keep a cannon to lower as to what regions certain champions fall in, how they've made a separate copy of Senna, who also is now in Shadow Wilds and Demacia. I get that. I don't, I don't know much enough about lore to know why Poppy is Bandle City and Demacia. I'm guessing she at some point traveled from Bandle City to Demacia because she's this yeah. warrior that if I'm getting nods and yeses, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Tristana would even fit in any of the other ones feasibly, but how are you going to create a multi-region champion and not give her multi-region herself somewhere? Like if anything, just put 
another multi-region tag on her with another faction that you think would be interesting or could use her. Like it, it's it's just that simple. She needs to benefit from her own ability. Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me why you wouldn't create her as a multi-region champion for when she benefits off of multi-region. It's like Vi. Like Vi needs to benefit from herself and the other cards that are played around her. Like here's where I think Tristana what will happen with Tristana? I'm going to look to the future. I'm going to use my crystal ball, my Gibby crystal ball, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with her. I think she's going to get the Talia treatment, which is the reason Talia, granted Talia's level two buff, level two got a buff recently. What nice recently within this past six months being that um, she no longer had to have a, a, a landmark on the board in order for her to at level two, get the three rocks that she's hurling at her blocker and or the nexus if she doesn't have a blocker. If she just does that at level two, which I think was great. It's been fine. She's been balanced, but strong. What's going to happen with Tristana is they need to figure out something that makes her level two more of a payoff. Um, it already is a payoff, but the problem is, is that she can't come down leveled or useful enough upon her, like, on tempo she can't come down on three useful enough because there isn't enough multi-region followers on one and two to make her consistent enough because when she if she comes down on three and you've only played a stone stackers or or you've played like something else that's not like stone stackers isn't isn't it's a great card but it's not multi-region like if, if you unless you've played something like you're you've you've gotten a hungry owl cat out or out or something like that and um or you've you've played something like a team you've played sloping telescope and team like the perfect curve is teemo telescope tristana and she's a three three why not play draven like he's already a three three and he's already like it's already it's already hard enough to kill Mm -hmm. and he's create and he's also creating his own buffs to be able to help keep himself alive because he's also got quick attack like she just doesn't do enough on curve to be able to benefit from herself so she either needs the least sin treatment maybe where she goes up in cost or down in cost. So when she comes down, she's useful enough. Or I think they just need time to print more cards that benefit in the early games. That way when she does come down, she's more useful. Or benefit from her ability. When if you, even if you play her a little undervalued on three, and then you play a really powerful card on four that benefits from her, then you really get the usefulness of her. I think, I think she just needs time. I think to comparing her to to Talia is interesting because I think that they have the same initial problem. When Talia came out, when she was released, you could not build a deck around Talia. I mean, not anything viable. There exactly. weren't enough landmarks. You didn't have enough of the units that made her worth building. You didn't have enough landmarks to even be able to do it. Like, yeah, you can make a deck but you were putting in things that really shouldn't be there just to have enough things to level her up. So, and I think that might be what it is with Tristana. The only other thing that I could say that if they are going to do some sort of a buff, and I'm not saying they necessarily should, but if they did, I would like to see her just get a spell shield. Just, just get spell shield. That I would be okay with. As like a captain, and that would actually be thematic too, because her as like a, um, like a battle captain of sorts, as I understand yeah. her to be, in, as as a character, 
where does your captain typically be? It's in slightly behind the back line, right? Or slightly behind your front line. Like you protect your captain. You have a front line of soldiers that are, aren't willing to kind of go out and, and lead, lead ahead of your captain who's directing. It's easier to direct from behind. She's got a built-in shield with all of her team or her bandle gunners. Like it, I would be okay with a spell shield. And we've I seen mean, what spell shield does for champions. I mean, look at Sivir. Yeah, especially, I mean, if you're going to have a champion that's three cost, that's three health, but doesn't really become impactful until later in the game, then you either need to make them stronger and cost more to level, or you need to give them some way to survive until they're going to have that that benefit. So Mm -hmm. I think giving her a spell shield, uh, you know, that guarantees you usually until turn four, maybe even turn five without... You know, and then and then by that point you should hopefully be able to be leveled and have already started making some sort of impact in the game. Yeah, or even just giving herself impact, right? Like yeah. give her quick attack and impact, so that way yeah. at least she's at least she's pushing damage. Like you have to not only kill her, but you have to respect the attack because she's going to continue to push damage on you if you don't. I I think she she could use a little something, sure. But I think there's also some foresight into the future, as we've talked about. You you expressed my my comparison with Talia very well. Of I think that's exactly what she needs is time. As Sharima evolved, we saw more landmarks come out. the 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 flesh of the fleshing out of of a deck that really benefited off of Talia. Even when these people started dipping into the frozen thralls and stuff like that for a, a frail your deck, that was kind of the beginnings of it. But now that Ziggs and 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 uh Zarath are out uh, there and even Akshan honestly there are a lot of options to make Talia run and hum and she really shines now they've already stated Riot's already stated that the Yordles are and Bandle City itself their bread and butter are going to be multi-region that's what Bandle City is going to be the specialists of so we will see more multi-region followers and champions coming out that will pair alongside of Tristana. I just think she needs a little bit more time. That's fair. Let's hope so. Let's hope. I'd so. love to see her played. I've only, like you said, I've only seen her play twice against me in, in ladder constructed or even just casual. Just no one wants to run with her. No one wants to test her. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I only have bad. the one copy of Tristana, and that's from when I uh, completed the the. Um, that's me too. The event, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't crafted yeah. her. I, I, uh, I think I even, here. yeah. It's it's just, and I may even have enough stuff to craft all the champions at this point. I, I just haven't because there's been no need. You know, it's bad when you've got champion wildcard sitting in your in your collection, ready to be used on something, and you still haven't pulled the trigger on Tristana because you just yeah. don't want to. <laughs> yeah, because you know you're not uh, playing her anyway. I think it's Tristana and Pike sitting there in my collection right now. And I'm just like, I'm not going to play Tristana and I don't play Lurk. So, okay. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Lurk on ladder recently. A lot. Lurk just seems, I guess we can talk about this real quick before we get out of here. Um, <laughs> Lurk seems very hit or miss. Like you either high roll and stomp or you, or you don't. Or it's like turn five. You're like, oh, well. <laughs> See you later. 
You want to talk about something disheartening in this game. Nothing is worse than being across from a lurk deck who plays the Sharkling on one and just blindly attacks and hits Rek'Sai as a lurk. And yeah. it goes to a 3-1 Fearsome. Like, <laughs> or 3-2 Fearsome out the gate. Like that, and you're just like, okay, crap. And now I know he's uh, got Rek'Sai in hand too. And he can <laughs> play something like a like, like a... A snapdraw swarm, put a snapdraw swarm on the top of his deck and hit it again. Like, and they just cycle it over and over again. Nothing is more disheartening than that. It is. I played crazy. against one the other night, uh, the same guy twice in a row. The first game, I think by turn five, I'm playing the Fill the Rush deck. By like turn five or six, I, I, it was over. Like, it was over. The game was over. He either surrendered or I beat him. And I mean, it was nothing. We played again the next game. He hit Rek'Sai twice on the top by turn three. And by turn four, it was just like, well, I mean, you've got like three, four fearsome units, all with seven attack on board at turn four. Mm-hmm. So mm, <laughs> using I'm, predict or blind, it doesn't feel yeah. any better. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, see you guys later. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, there's some small nuances to it that make it skillful to pilot, but yeah, yeah. as a as a whole, it it is a build that runs itself. And I think that's why it's popular. It kind of feels almost like darkness in a way where it's just you play the cards. They've got an effect. They do what the effect says and you just continue to play darkness and you pick your target on what you want to kill. It's just it kind of plays itself. Well, I will not be playing it, <laughs> but um, it just doesn't seem like a. it kind of reminds me of like a deep sort of play style. And I was never really into that either. But um I, I guess it's just like the single win condition things like where Riot builds the deck like this is the cards you have to play with this deck and it's never never been fun. I'd rather just net deck and see what cards I have to play with the deck like that. In that right net deck, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gonna make me I'm just messing with you. Um, <laughs> but uh I guess that's gonna be it for tonight, guys, unless uh somebody has anything to anything else to add, guys. I think that's it for me. Thank you Good so you. much, Gibby. Gibby, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank man, you we guys really for appreciate having it. Me. You guys are are welcomed and loved members of the Legends Cast uh, community, and uh, we would love to have you guys on sometime as well on an episode. So we will return the favor, and it has been more than a pleasure to be on your Off Meta Report. Uh, <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks again, and everyone, you have a good night, and we'll talk to you next week.